Hey mama, I want to invite you to something. I am hosting a free anger management bootcamp on the podcast, May 13th through the 17th. Monday through Friday, there will be a new episode released teaching you where anger comes from and what goes on in your brain when you feel intense feelings, how to lower your stress and increase capacity levels as a mom, how to shift your mindset to align your actions with the mom that you want to be, and how to break generational anger patterns. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a day and sign up using the link in the show notes so you can get access to the episodes as soon as they drop and an email summary of the daily trainings, as well as access to a live Q&A call on the last day of the bootcamp. Invite one or three of your mama friends so they can learn how to manage their emotions well too. Link to sign up is in the show notes. I can't wait to see you in there. Let's get back into this podcast episode. Hi, Mama. Welcome back to another episode of Emotionally Healthy Legacy. Today, I have a guest with us. Her name is Wendy, and we will be talking all about parenting and gentle parenting, what it is, and especially if you are a Christian mama. And I know some of my listeners are, this will be really eye-opening for you, and I think this will be really, really helpful in like shifting our perspective on like traditional parenting into a different lens. And I've touched on gentle parenting before, but having a guest who knows even more about it will be so, so eye-opening for us. So Wendy, welcome. I am so glad you are here. I would love for you to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you and your story, how you got onto this path. Elizabeth, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I just love your voice and I love um, the messages and encouragement you share with mama. So um, yeah, I'm really excited to be here. So I'm Wendy Snyder. I'm a positive parenting educator and family life coach. And um, I am a sister in Christ, right? I love Jesus so much. I try to live my life in a way where I want to be a conduit of his light. It's one of my biggest goals in in life. Um, But I founded a company called Fresh Start Family about five years ago and um, host a podcast called The Fresh Start Family Show. But I got into the work of positive parenting and family life coaching in a season where I was really in the pits of parenting. So um, I found this work when my daughter was about three. I just had my son um, who had colic. I, I got two colicky kids. I couldn't believe it. Um, the first four months of their life, they just cried and cried and cried. And uh, when the second second one came along, I decided to leave my career in the action sports industry where I did a lot of event planning, loved my career, but decided it was time to stay home with the babies. Thought it was going to be amazing. <laughs> Let go of my nanny that was like, the most amazing person and nanny on the planet, um, say goodbye to her. And within months I was just like crying every day. Like, what have I done? My daughter is who knows, like I Googled exorcism at one point. I was like, is there something wrong with her? She's so defiant and oppositional and out of control. And there was tantrums every day. And she was in timeouts, 50 million times every day. And I was just like, this is awful. Like I'm miserable. And I would look at my husband every day when he left for work and just kind of um, grab him by the shirt and say, please, like, do you have to leave? I really don't know how I'm going to do this today because I was so brought to my knees, especially by my strong-willed little girl. So she was very strong-willed from birth. We could feel it, her sense of strength and determination and 
she just had this very strong strength about her since literally since birth, we had a very traumatic birth. It took a long time for her to come into the world. Thank God we're both alive. Um, but it was just rocky from the beginning. So during that season, when I hit rock bottom, thank God, uh, he invited me into a free positive parenting class that was being held at my daughter's preschool. And it was, you know, so fast that I realized after sitting in that classroom and sitting next to other parents, realizing that I wasn't alone in these struggles that, um, and, and being with a coach that a teacher that to this day is one of my dear friends and was so pivotal, such a pivotal person in my life. Um, she now teaches one of our life coaches, coaching weekend courses with me here. Um, but just listening to her and learning from her, the light really started to come back and I started to be able to see my daughter in a different, I started to be able to take responsibility for some of the things I was doing and saying that were causing things to get worse, not better. Um, and everything just changed. Uh, it really started with me. And then organically, she responded when I went first with, again, changing the way I was doing things, seeing things, talking to her, disciplining her. And so within a few years, decided that I I wanted to teach. And then another few years, um, I felt like God was calling me to kind of uh, preach it from the mountaintop, so to speak, instead of just teaching in my Southern California town. I really wanted to be able to reach families all over the world, even if you were in a small town in Minnesota or, you know, in France or Ireland, we have members from all over the world now. Um, But I wanted this curriculum and this education to be able to be consumed in in an easy format from your living room. And that's when I built the online education platform. And now we have over probably a we're up to 16 programs now. And um, like I said, a a thriving podcast and and members from all over the world. And it's just an absolute honor. to be here and to be doing this work. I also teach a lot in the church, uh, which, which is a double honor because there's just not a lot of teachers in the positive parenting, respectful, connected Christian parenting space. So, yeah, definitely. I think it's such a missing piece in the Christian communities because a lot of it is based to like traditional parenting and we'll touch on that in just a little bit. So how, how old are your kids now? Yes, they're 11 and 14. Okay. And they're thriving in life. Like the relationship with my daughter, oh my gosh, she's just one of the most inspirational people on the planet. So is my son. Um, He's my easygoing guy, like, you know, more mellow, just like daddy. And then Stella is very similar to me. I always joke the apple doesn't fall far when you have a strong-willed power kiddo. And she's thriving in life. And our relationship is great and things are really good, but it's been, it's been a little bit over a decade since I found this work. Yeah. So like, it's been things that you've had to like build on over the years. It doesn't happen overnight. And I think we'll, (laughs) we'll touch on that. Like, this is a huge shift We're we're reteaching ourselves of like so many patterns that we've been doing for years and unlearning so many things that came from our childhood. So let's touch on what is gentle parenting? Um, what is yeah. even, you know, yeah. we hear of this term, respectful parenting, gentle parenting. What is it exactly? And how does, does it differ from traditional parenting that yes. maybe we were raised in? Yep. Yep, exactly. Um, so yes, there's so many terms out there, right? So I, I have a tendency to say positive parenting because I talk about 
a lot about the positive psychology that's at the root of the work that I teach, helping us understand what's behind our children's misbehavior, really all human behavior. There's, there's things that, um, that, you know, psychologists and doctors have proven that this is what causes the brain to operate in this capacity, right? But yes, all those terms are similar, right? Respectful parenting, connected parenting, gentle parenting. Um, and and really, it's it's all similar. It's all about finding the middle ground between too firm and too kind. And actually, there is never too kind. So it's actually just to finding the middle ground between too firm and permissive, right? And right in that middle is firm and kind, which is what we're going for. And really it's like, you know, we have tons of strategies that we teach when it comes to discipline and communication and setting firm boundaries and following through and helping your children dissolve um, arguments with sibling conflict and rivalry, all the things like strategies for days. But really Elizabeth, at the end of the day, this parenting work relies, the strength really comes from the relationship we have with our kids. Uh, At the end of the day, that will take you farther as a parent than any strategy or technique that I can teach you. Um, So it's all relationship-based. And what we find is that the stronger the relationship is, the more unconditional love and respect and dignity and mutual trust and mutual respect there is in the home, the more, the easier the child behaves because they want to, not because they have to. And yes, it takes a little bit to get the hang of it, but the, the results are magical. Um, I've been really dedicated to keeping track of the results since I founded the company, um, you know, four or five years ago and our Google, we have a Google success document from our members and they share success stories and it's over 800 pages long now I'll tell you that these aren't just success stories of like hey my kid got their shoes on and they got in the car it's like these are parents and families who are literally breaking painful generational cycles of relying on fear force bribery threats like this is what i call the classic four it's like that's hand-me-down parenting tactics we all we all got them right like you don't have to teach me how to intimidate my child into action like i know how to do it i knew how to do it when i was 14 and nannying. And I knew how to do it when I was 30 and had my first child. Like it just came very naturally because I, it was a hand-me-down tactic. Um, But these are, these are parents that are literally realizing like, Hey, the buck stops here. I don't want to do this anymore. It doesn't feel good. And it's not sustainable, right? Like a lot of us were either teenagers that, you know, once we became teenagers, we got really good at hiding stuff or, Maybe it turned into shame as we got older. Even if we did comply, we became people pleasers. Like there's just so many detrimental effects of using external controls, especially ones that are that are based in any form of fear, force, control, overpowering. Um, and so, so just the results are magical, and uh, and they're very sustainable long term. They create relationships where kids, when they're forty want to come home and see their parents and have great relationships with them, not because they have to visit because they feel bad that they haven't been, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it's magical, magical work. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning that. And it's interesting. I grew up in a traditional parenting home and and my dad was more of the strict. He, when we got spanked, it was mostly our dad. My mom rarely ever spanked us. And my mom was really intentional about building relationships. 
with mm-hmm. all of our kids. She was the one that would come to your night at night in your room and she would check in with you. And she, and I was kind of always been the one that just like opened up naturally. That was, I'm yeah. just like that. Um, and I've always had kind of like a good relationship with my mom, but now as I'm older and adult, I want to go to my mom's house, to my parents' yeah. house. And it's, like, I love my dad, but I go there because I want to spend time with my mom because yep. of that connection, because she listens to me, because she makes me feel seen and understood. And it's mutual mm. now, you know, as you know, I'm a mom as well. And it's, it's not that she tries to get her opinion down my throat and this is how it should yeah. be. It's like being curious and just having that relationship and like having her support, like it just, I don't know, being somebody who is in my thirties and having had that type of relationship with my mom over the years, like she was that like bigger, stronger, kinder parent, you know, she was the one that like, I just, I've, I've gotten this little board on for her once. And it said, you are the mom that everybody wishes they had. And I'm like, Oh, it's so true. And I want to be that mom for my kids. You know, I want my kids to come home when they are older and out of the house. I want them to come visit me because they want to, not because they have to, and because they feel this warmth and love, but there's also good boundaries, right? Like, so we need to find the balance because let's talk about the traditional, parenting that a lot of us grew up with because that was um, how my dad mostly parented. Why? Because he grew up that way and he did not know any other way. You know, he knew spanking was literally the only way he knew how to parent and threaten and kind of like raise his voice and be like stronger and bigger. And um, like spanking was threatened a lot more than it was actually done. And, um, and they're like, well, you know, we need to have fear of the parents, you know, we should have fear of God. So you should have fear of the parents. Your parent is in charge. You're supposed to obey them because that's what the Bible says. So let's like dissect a little bit of that, because I think that is, um, that is probably one of the bigger reasons why so many people like maybe shy away from gentle parenting because they're like, well, the Bible talks about spanking. That means we should spank our kids. You know, the Bible says we should have fear of the Lord and the kids should obey their parents. So they should have a little bit of fear, at least of the parents. And I want to like go a little bit deeper in that. And let's talk about those things. What are your thoughts? Absolutely. Well, Elizabeth, I just, I thank you so much for having the courage to talk about it, right? Because it is such a, um, a divisive, I think, subject in our world with our brothers and sisters of Christ. And I, I am part of a church um, where my pastor really does a lot of work around and messaging um, a lot about racial reconciliation, but in general, it's all the same. It's all, it's all from God, but we are united in Christ. That is, that is the truth. And that is like the number one, we just have to realize that. Right. So yes, there's going to be, there's going to be difference of opinions, but the way that we connect and we honor God is to talk about it is to actually research and educate and, and look at and learn. Right. So I I just am very thankful that you're, that we're having the discussion and, and just thank you to everyone listening who has an open heart, um, to be able to really talk about this and make decisions with Jesus, not based on 
the worldly views, um, but based on your relationship with Jesus and what you believe is in line with your faith and what you believe scripture says. So with that said, thank God, you know, I know we talked about how there's not a ton of, um, you know, positive parenting or, or respectful connected, uh, parenting coaches and educators in this space. And I will tell you that I've been so excited over the last six months, especially to find a gazillion of them. So it's actually happening. It is totally happening. I've become good friends with quite a few educators in the space, and I'm going to mention a few now. So everyone knows that this is just the beginning. If you want to go down this path of understanding what the Bible actually teaches you about, um, you know, biblical parenting. So one of my favorite resources is connected families. They are a, um, 100% parenting focused ministry where they teach connected respect-based parenting. That is, um, fully in line with scripture. Uh, and we have an episode with them of our show, the Fresh Start Family Show. It's episode 122. So freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash 122. But we have a lot of episodes with them, but that one specifically is a great place to go to if you want to learn more about connected families. Um, Another great resource is um, a few books that I always recommend. Um, one, this is the book that it's called Jesus, the Gentle Parent, and the author is L.R. Nost. And this was the book that I originally found when the first few years I was practicing and teaching this work, and I just felt so conflicted because I'd have my boss and neighbors and colleagues and just telling me like, hey, if you want to be biblically sound, you just need to spank this kid. Um, Cause I mean, this was when it was bad. Stella was having meltdowns in the middle of the street. And I remember uh, a neighbor coming out at one point who used to live here and he was like, Oh my gosh, you just need to order this book. It's, you know, this wonderful Christian book. They'll teach you how to use a switch and you use this little plastic rod or you can get it from the tree and you just you just smack, you just hit her every single time you make it very consistent. He was so methodical with how well he knew this program and how it had worked in air quotes uh, to basically break the will of his child, which by the way, like every time I had her over after that point, they only lived next to us for like two years, maybe a year and a half. But I love that family, but I would have her o- them over. And she, I remember a day when she was sitting in my hot tub and we were just like laughing and playing and I asked her what had happened to her nose because she had like skin that had peeled back Um, and you could tell it was like a sunburn and I'll never forget like it, it brings emotion to me because the way she was so ashamed, she looked down and she goes, oh, I just got sunburn and I could, I'm like an empathic person, so I can feel emotions really big Um, and I could just feel the shame in this child's heart and I could just I just wanted to hug her and take away all those years uh, that she had been treated this way. Cause I just know from uh, all the work that I do that it just is not necessary. So, but everyone seemed to be giving me these messages. So when I found this book, Jesus, the gentle parent, I remember calling my husband and just saying, honey, I'm freaking out. Cause I'm so happy. This book is actually like teaching true Jesus aligned concepts that make freaking sense. Like this makes sense. Like, thank God. So anyways, that's um, connected families has a book. Jesus, the gentle parent is a great place to start. There's another book called heartfelt discipline. That's really great too, but so much of scripture 
has been taken out of context over the years. And Jesus, the gentle parent, especially does a really great job of helping us understand the scriptures and the Hebrew and Greek definitions of certain words. Um, Her writing is just beautiful. Um, And so, you know, for parents who are really hung up on spare the rod, spoil the child, all, you know, there's like seven, eight scriptures um, that people get really hung up on. Episode 123 of the Fresh Start Family Show, we go into extensive detail about um, a lot of these scriptures with my dear friend, Tanya Camps, who is another educator in the Christian space. so that's a great episode to refer to, but you know, there's, there's a million different directions we could take this in, but let's just, since you brought up the fear thing, let's talk about that. Cause I do think that guides a lot of parents and they think not only is it air quotes easier because it's our neuro pathway. That's the one that's been paved, right? If we grew up in a home where every time there was a challenge, there was threat, like there was danger, it's just a neuro pathway. So we know how to do that. Like we know how to threaten, we know how to overpower. If there is a little human, like I said, that's unequal in power because that's how overpowering works. That's how control works. There has to be an unequal division of power. So if you have a 25 pound child and you're a 130 pound woman, of course you can intimidate that child. Of course you can overpower them, right? Um, but but growing up, a lot of us had were witness to that for 18 years. So when we have our own children, it's like that neuropathway is strong. We know how to do it. Um, but moving into a different way of doing it different can, can feel weak. It can feel permissive. It can feel like if we don't scare our children, then it's not going to work. But, but if you really look at so much of scripture, when fear is brought up, it's actually a term that refers to being in awe of having reverence for, and I'm going to actually read it for you out of the Jesus, the gentle parent book. Cause I think this is so beautiful, but in a, in English terms, um, traditional English, the way it's translated fear, when we read about fearing God or fearing your parents is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat feeling afraid, showing fear or anxiety, causing or likely to cause people to be afraid, horrifying. A lot of people get driven away from religion and a relationship with God because they are so stuck in thinking that God is going to strike them with a lightning bolt and punish them for their sin and their mistakes. We live by a new covenant of Jesus Christ, the new covenant of the New Testament. Like That is not the way it works. We have grace, um, all this stuff. So, so then when you look at the Hebrew word of fear, it's, it's Yura, W-I-R-A-H. And the Hebrew definition of fear says this, to see or be seen with intense clarity and intentionality, have a heightened awareness of wonder, amazement, mystery, astonishment, and overflowing emotion. So yes, we should fear God. Yes, we should fear our parents. When parents treat their children with respect and dignity, and instead of living a hypocritical life, they live a life where they are honest and they are, they are seeking God every day. They are living out the virtues, right? They are, they are living in the spirit. Like they are, they are uh, taking responsibility for their actions. 
They are seeking to understand. They are having empathy and compassion. They are giving generously. Like all these things, you have children who will fear a parent in the term of having awe, inspiration. Like that's why you want to listen and do what your parents do. Not because you're scared that they're going to hurt you and harm you and your amygdala lights up like a bear is chasing you every time you make a mistake. So that's just like my initial thoughts. I mean, we obviously could talk about this for hours, but um, once you start to dig into it and really look at the Hebrew and Greek uh, words, and and like I said, L.R. Nost does a really good job in this book of taking the Hebrew and Greek, which are often very different than the English translation, and then reframing the the um, the scriptures that are so misunderstood and and used to justify hurting children, and and when you read it out, it's just it makes it's so easy to understand how it does not mean you're it is we are called to hit and spank our children. Yeah, can we touch on that? So I hope because that helps. I think like because what about the scriptures that do say you know you know about the rod and about spanking? Like I know you touched that you you know, and I will direct the listeners to that episode, but can we touch on that a little bit quickly? Like, because it seems like it says literally spank your kids and use a rod. And there've been even like books written on that. Right. So what does it actually mean with those words? If we're looking at the Greek definition? Yes. Okay. So, um, let me, I'll read, I'll read some examples here. Um, and, and this should hopefully help give you an idea. And I'm not going to go through all the translations, but um, I'll just, we'll, we'll just read a little bit out of it because this will help. Okay. Um, the word nakah is translated punish in most English translations of the Bible, though its literal translation is beat as in the sun beat on his head, implying a constant presence or hit as when beating back an enemy or punishing a slave or criminal, or smite or smitten, which can mean hit or trigger the conscious, or be favorably impressed, enticed, or entranced, as in he was smitten with the idea of a new bicycle. The word shabet is translated rod and means literally a shepherd's crook. And in Hebrew culture, was a means not only of guiding and protecting sheep, but also a symbol of leadership, the markings on the head of the Shabbat often identify the head of a family or tribe, letting everyone know to go who to go for for guidance and protection. The Shabbat then denotes wisdom, leadership, protection. The word Moath is translated die and has several meanings related to death, including to follow a path of destruction. Um, it goes on to talk about foolishness. I'm going to get to the scripture about the rod here in just a second. when we read the five rod verses with the literal translations of the words above, the meanings become more clear. And I'll read one more so we make it, we can understand this all. The word Ivalef is translated foolishness, but also means inexperiencedness, naivety, silliness. And finally, the Hebrew word Sene is translated hate and yet means does not love. Very different than what we think about in English, right? Or does not choose or show a preference for. So let's read some of it. So Proverbs 13, 24 reads, he who spares his wisdom, leadership, protection, does not love, does not choose or show a preference for his son, but he who loves him, 
offers verbal instruction and teaching to him promptly. So that's a lot different than the way it's traditionally read. Mm -hmm. He who spares his rod does not love, does not choose or show a preference for his, sorry. He who spares his rod hates, right? Like it's kind of confusing how it is. He who spares his rod, maybe I just need my Bible with me to actually, to, to read the regular one. Um, but you can read, you can, you can tell Elizabeth, once you start to change out the words for what they actually mean, it becomes very easy to understand what it means about direction, protection, being led, like all these things that are respect based mm-hmm. about our father, um, all that kind of stuff. Does that help at all? Yeah, yeah, it does. And I will definitely direct the listeners to that podcast episode that you said that talks more into depth about it. But I think it's really good to like, I guess my question is like, well, why did they write it this way in Bible? And so many people got confused and I feel like really made a lot of mistakes when it came to like parenting, because that's what they thought it really meant to literally physically hurt their kids. So here's the million dollar question. Well, if we're not going to be spanking or threatening, how in the world are we get, get our kids to listen and to do what we tell them to do? Like, Hey guys, it's time to get ready for bed. And they're not listening and they're doing their own thing. Keep on playing. It's like, guys, it's time to get ready for bed right now. And they're still not listening versus like, okay, do you want to get spanked? (laughs) No. All right. Do what I said, you know? So it's like, how in the world do we get them to listen now (laughs) if we're not going to be threatening and spanking, right? I think that is probably the biggest thing that parents struggle with. Like, okay, I understand that's probably not the best way. Well, I literally don't know how else to get my kids to do what I need them to do. Get in the car, you know, stop annoying their sibling and making fun of them. Stop making annoying noise that, you know, is driving everyone else crazy. Like, you know, I mean, I have three boys. So like, these are all scenarios that I get to experience, you know? So yeah. How, how do we get them to listen if we're not going to be threatening or spanking? Oh, such a good question, Elizabeth. I love it. And I have so much encouragement for you, but quickly, I have to just, because I brought up Proverbs, I feel like I didn't finish that last thought so well. So I want to finish it real quick. And then I'm going to go into, well, what if we do, if not? Okay. So let's just read Proverbs 13, 24, the way it is straight out of the Bible. Whoever spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. Right. And then the reread is he who spares his wisdom, leadership, protection, does not love, does not choose or show a preference for his son, but he who loves him offers verbal instruction and teaching to him promptly. Okay. So I wanted to make sure I compare those two so you can understand. And listeners, I think it just, I needed to have, you know, the way it straight reads out of the Bible um, with our English translation mind and then redoing it. And just one more thing to touch on that you, you mentioned, it's, it's not that it was written wrong. It's that our translation over time with culture who has, which culture in general has a heavy reliance on overpowering control. I mean, that's like centuries and centuries old, right? Like that is one of the the downfalls of mankind is our love of power and control and all those things. So it's the translations 
and what we've turned that into, not necessarily the writing. It's not the, it's not the scripture is wrong. It's just the translation of man and what they've turned it into. And then that's been passed down like the telephone game and gotten even worse over time. So, okay. (laughs) Okay. With all that said, um, yes, let's talk about what do you do if you are going to declare that the old way is dead. I recorded a podcast episode. Um, I don't know the number right now, but you can just Google Fresh Start Family Show, The Old Way is Dead. And it's really about when you feel like such a strong calling from God to change direction, really not being afraid to make a declaration. Um, because in my opinion, it it doesn't work well if you're like, well, I'll just do it a little bit, or I'll just do it if things get really bad. I mean, I get the question all the time, but what if they touch a hot stove? What if they run into the street? Like that's when the spanking is appropriate. And my answer is always the same. Spanking is never appropriate. Spanking is never needed. It is simply a choice you are making. And I can teach you different ways, but you also want to have grace on yourself. And remember that the goal is not perfection here. So um, yes, you can declare like, Hey, the buck stops here. I'm not going to pass on these painful generational cycles anymore. And also there's a good chance I may lose my cool and I lose my temper and just be so triggered one night that I do something that I later regret because I'm declaring right now after I've prayed about it and I've read a book like this, I'm declaring that I'm done with this. It does I, not mean you're going to be say, perfect. I think this is so great. I I want to do that. I will do yeah, that nice. to do a declaration because it's like I've been working on this gentle parenting for a few years and it's definitely a journey and I still make mistakes, but I really like that. Like, no, I decided, I declared that this is the new way we're going to be doing things. And like, cause I told my husband, I'm like, I choose not to spank. I choose not to do it. Like nice. I'm not going to do that to my kids anymore for many reasons. And one of them them thinking that it's okay. How in the world am I supposed to say, don't hit your brother and I'm hitting you? Like, yeah. like that's like one of the biggest reasons that I'm choosing not to do that. Okay, Elizabeth, I love this. And really the declaration for me really helps. I have a, t- I, whether it's um, getting healthy in any format, uh, I have a tendency to be have more success if I'm all or nothing person. Mm -hmm. So here's something that I encourage people to to do and try. And that is to do a 30 day fast where you are declaring that with 30 days, you're going to, you're going to depend on God's um, guidance and power to help you learn a different way. And so we teach this in the foundations course. It's really, you know, we say in order to make this really work in order to give these strategies a chance at working, you can, you just can't have the external controls and fear and force present. Also, I, what I teach you is not going to have a chance of working if you're still threatening or you're still hurting your children, even if it's here and there. So 30 days is a really great time to say, okay, I'm going to give myself 30 days. I'm going to declare, right? Like I know sometimes people get really overwhelmed if it's more than that. So just if you do 30 days and you really dive into learning, that's the thing. Do, do your, like declare it, but then also you got to get yourself an education. So I can, I can give some pointers today. Um, but you know, we have so many free resources at Fresh Start Family. We have a full free workshop on discipline. Um, 
it's just forward slash discipline class. So frustratefamilyonline.com forward slash discipline class, but you can just come hang out with me for an hour. I teach the class very often and I'll teach you how to build out a compassionate discipline toolkit that relies basically on teaching self-regulation and self-calming, which is modeled first, which is usually, I'm going to tell you the most takes the most amount of work because that's where all the unlearning comes in as parents. Um, there's a lot, there's just a lot that goes into it and it's beautiful work. It, you know, as, as long as you're, um, able to, you're coachable, you're teachable, you're, you're ready to find joy in doing things differently. And like I said, breaking painful generational cycles, and it's a process to learn how to control yourself and have self-regulation, even when you're really triggered, even when you're really scared of being out of control, all the things. Um, and then the second thing we teach is how to implement logic, uh, natural consequences into your home. This is when you let life do the teaching and you don't get in the way. Um, a lot of times our nagging and our, I told you so, and if you would have just listened, uh, they totally negate the natural lesson of stubbing your toe because you didn't put your shoes on when I asked you before you rode your scooter. Uh, we really do get in the way. And then the relationship divide actually prevents the child from learning the, the beautiful life lesson. And then logical consequences is what replaces traditional discipline. So logical consequences, you know, we are guided by the four R's here at Fresh Start Family, which is uh, they, in order for a logical consequence to be effective, it needs to be related, which is the easiest thing to see is not present for 99% of dis traditional discipline. It needs to be related. It needs to teach responsibility. It needs to be respectful and it needs to be reasonable. So, um, you know, traditional timeouts become self-calming breaks. We teach families how to create self-calming bags, how to have self-calming spaces, how to have peace tables, how to um, actually start taking care of your body. We teach, um, we teach parents first, and then we teach children how to actually tell, like your body will tell you when you're starting to fly off the handle. It's the first thing, right? Like your, your fist will clench. Um, your jaw will tighten. You'll feel your heart racing. It's like the first sign you might be about to do something out of integrity with God, who God designed you to be, which is calm, loving, kind, firm, but not hurtful and disrespectful and shameful and all these things. And then, um, and then as far as logical consequences, we also teach things like um, how to do redos and role plays as a beautiful way to leave a new imprint on your child's brain. So in our world at Fresh Start Family, it's all about teaching future behavior and choices. So punishment in the traditional sense is about, um, the past. It's about retribution. It's about vengeance. It's about making sure someone pays the price, making sure that they are scared. There's fear of like fear, not in the all wonder term fear in the, like, there is danger. You will get hurt. If you do that again, that becomes the main driver, right? Discipline is about the future. It's about teaching important life lessons. It's about teaching life skills. It's not about the stop it. It's about Here's how you're going to do it differently. And I'm going to teach you. We're going to practice it over and over again until you're able to actually succeed when I'm not looking. Because that's the thing. A lot of traditional punishment, oh, all day long, they will keep their hands to themselves as long as you're looking over their shoulder. You know, as long as you might find out and they know that, oh, but as soon as you're not looking, as soon as they're in a place where 
you know, there, there's like, it often is, they're not going to make the choice that you want them to, because it's just a different, it's a different mind thinking that's going on. So we want to teach our children to do their, to do what's in line with their moral compass and their, who they God designed them to be, uh, because they have developed life skills and they understand why if it's, it's not just right, why it feels good to keep your hands to yourself, why it's, it feels good and it meets your basic needs as a human being to uh, be part of a contributing member of the team to get everyone in the car. Like it's, it's all about, it's all about building into that. And that's what motivates children. So that's a long answer. That's, that is a long answer, but there's a lot of really good stuff in there. And I think I like the thing that you mentioned is like, And I've said this before too, like oftentimes we tell our kids not to do something, but we don't tell them what to do instead next time. It's like, well, don't hit your brother. He's annoying you. Don't hit him. Well, he's annoying him. So what do you do instead? Like we don't teach the skills or if like they're building something, their brother came and destroyed it. They get upset and they you know, hurt them or whatever. And it's like, of course, it makes sense. They would want to hurt them because they're so threatened by what their brother did. Their brain goes into threat mode and it wants to protect and it's natural to want to hurt them. It's not the right thing to do, but we're like, okay, don't hurt your brother. That was wrong. Time out. Well, well, you didn't give him anything how to solve it the next time. How is he going to know? He's three years old. Like he doesn't know. And oftentimes we don't know. We don't even know what to teach them to do instead. We know that hitting is wrong or, you know, like, but we don't, hitting their sibling, let's say, but we don't know what to teach them differently. And I think this is really good that like, this is kind of kind of stuff that you teach parents. Like my focus is on moms to help them put them in a better internal state so then they can implement all the things. That was my struggle with this journey is that I noticed when I was stressed out, when I was overwhelmed, when I was anxious or internally just not in a good place, I almost felt like it was a thousand times harder to implement all the things that I was learning. It was just, I felt like, yeah, I felt like I was just running an empty. And now I know it's because I my brain was in the emotional state of the brain and I couldn't help like my thinking brain was shut off. I couldn't remember all the things and all the skills that I learned because my needs were unmet. If I was hungry, if I was tired, if I was in a conflict with my spouse, you know, if I might just like my internal state was not in a good place. So now I'm like, I teach moms. It's like, we got to help you get in a good place and then you can do all these things. It's so much easier to implement. And you talk about that too, like filling your own cup doing things that support you so then you can show up for your kids and guide them and teach them and be them, be there for them when they're struggling instead of just like being annoyed that they're having a meltdown. Yes. Oh, it's so beautiful, Elizabeth. And I always add that part of taking care of yourself is blessing yourself with education, right? Like that feeling of feeling out of control it's, it, it's just, it's going to probably be there until you're able to expand your toolkit and just know what choices you have. Right. So actually getting into a parenting program or 
getting yourself a life coach on a consistent basis or a therapist, like it's, it's just so wonderful to be able to work through some of these feelings and these limiting beliefs that come up. I think that's, what's cool about our work here at Fresh Start Family is we have the parenting work, but then, you know, as a certified life coach, we have a lot of life coaching that is integrated into our weekly coaching sessions and our weekend programs. Um, But it's, it's, it's like essential, right? Like you have, like you said, you use the term, your internal state when it's healthy, but most of us, you know, I think a lot of it is the effects of being raised with an, a tremendous amount of fear and force and disconnection in our homes, even though of course we love our parents. They did a great job. We're not coming down on them. Um, but a lot of the result is this disturbed internal state that we function as, as adults. And so there's a lot of limiting beliefs. There's a lot of protection behaviors. Uh, There's just a lot that needs to be unlearned and healed. Healed is the word that I like to use. Right. Um, And so that is a way of taking care of yourself. And so the more you do that, and that's what I find with our members and our students, the more you get into a habit of finding joy in that, it's not like you have to go do a life coaching session. You have to tune into the weekly parenting coaching session. It's, it's like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better because I'm at peace now. I know that I'm not alone. I know that my kids fighting is not like, doesn't make us this weird family. Like I know that I have some options this afternoon. I feel like my back's not up against a wall. Like it just, you just are able to relax a little bit when you learn new ways. Um, And that's the only way to do that is to actually like step in and, and start the process of learning and educating yourself. No one can ever knock you for education. Even if your husband's like, you crazy, <laughs> positive parenting is weak and permissive. No one can ever knock you for educating yourself and filling up your toolkit. Yeah. And, you know, even for me, like being in this journey, I have invested a lot into um, like counselors and therapists and life coaches and it has been so transformative. This is where I am now today because of all that help I got. I wouldn't be here just on my own. Yes, books are great, but sometimes we need more than that. And we need a person yeah. to talk to, to help us figure out certain you know things that we're struggling through. And like, I love coaching. I think it's just so, so transformative and amazing. And like when I coach other moms, I'm just like, I'm on such a high when I walk away because it also like nice. reminds me of all the things that like to implement also in my life. You know, sometimes, you know, we learn something we forget. And then it's like, as you teach, it reminds you again, you're like, that's right. I got to do this too. And it's just Isn't amazing. It so true. <laughs> it's so amazing. It's so amazing. Well, thank you for being here today. I, this was really, really good. And I think our listeners who are Christians and believers will find a lot of like valuable um, things that they learned and took away from today. And we'll put all your resources in the show notes and uh, ways to connect with you and your podcast. Um, so tell us where can our listeners find you? You have a website, you have programs, you have podcasts. Let's mention them again here. No, oh, thank you so much, Elizabeth, for asking. That means so much to me. Um, I love to hang out on Instagram. If anyone's over there, I think the platform gets a bad rap, but I love it. I've met so many amazing educators there. I mean, the amount of positive parenting and Christian positive parenting educators that are on that space now, just providing free education. 
education all day long is amazing. So at Wendy on Instagram, come find me, give me a follow. I like to personally welcome and say hello to everybody who finds me over that platform. Um, and then, yeah, the website, we always have something free going on on the homepage of the website, freshstartfamilyonline.com. Maybe grab, maybe a lot of listeners would resonate with grabbing uh, our most popular free learning guide. It's called um, uh, the free guide to raising strong-willed kids with integrity so you don't lose your mind. And I think a lot of people who start to educate themselves more about this work often either have a strong-willed child or they have a kid that pushes back a lot or a kid that's in a power surge stage of life. And so in this learning guide and worksheet, I'll teach them how to see them differently, see them in a, a different light so they can learn to um, approach them differently and just have a lot more success with them actually cooperating and listening without relying on the fear and force and threat. So that's freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash strong-willed kids. Thank you. Thank you. And I just want to remind the listeners, mindset changes is huge. That's like the foundation for everything. I've been so like diving so much deeper into mindset, shifting the way you think will affect how you feel. It will affect your actions. It will affect your relationships. So mindset is huge, huge. I am so glad that you were able to come on here and I hope our listeners will come join you on your pages and check out your website and your programs. Thank you so much, Wendy. Hi friend. Did you learn something new or found value in this episode? If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with one Christian mama friend who has young kiddos and could benefit from this message? Word of mouth is the best way to spread the word and grow this podcast. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, would you please rate and review on Apple Podcasts so I know that this content is helpful and I can continue to create more episodes. This is really the only way for me to know that you are blessed by this podcast. I'll see you soon, my friend. God bless you.